Hello, everyone. We wanted to do a special intro for this episode. You probably have heard at this point, I think everyone has because of Twitter and the world, our beloved Stan Lee has passed away. And we wanted to do a special shout out for him. Giselle? So yes, he has ascended, I'm sure, to the great beyond. I'm pretty sure he's in Valhalla right now watching over us all. Just wanted to say that obviously he has made such a wonderful contribution to this community and just, ah, I'm speechless. It's just, it's so sad, but at the same time, we're so grateful for just everything he's done. Yeah. And I think it's a time to celebrate his life and his legacy because he was alive for, I mean, 95 years of years young, you know, like yeah. he's such a fucking spitball and such a fucking rock star. And I mean, X-Men and Spider-Man and the Hulk and Avengers and, you know, his touch at all of us ooh, um, <laughs> will survive way, way past, you know, whatever he could have hoped for, I think. So, yeah. you know, and Spider-Man, of course, Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's going to be, it's a different world now without him. But I think that's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, he's changed the game forever and just personally just wanted to say thank you so much for everything and for making being the big old geek just one of the most awesome experiences ever. Excelsior! Excelsior! And we we better hear stories, sir, about your ghost haunting Marvel movie sets for the rest of time. I'm expecting that. Absolutely. Absolutely. With great power came great responsibility. Yes. Rest in power, Mr. Stan the Manly. Yes. You're fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Excelsior. Now, now for Mansquito. And now, <laughs> we're going to step down. Oh, we're so sorry for everything that follows. For Mansquito, Excelsior. another intro for Mansquito, but this is the intro to the intro to Mansquito. Yes. But uh, thanks again. Stanley for all the stories. Yeah, thank you for everything, Stanley. We love you. We miss you. Mwah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mutants, Slayers, and Jedi. Oh, oh my. my! All right. Yeah. So, James, what movie are we talking about this week? <laughs> What magical film are we discussing today? What is it? What is it, James? We're talking about a little-known film called Mansquito. Mansquito. Was brought to us by Giselle. Yes. So I want to know where the hell you first saw this movie. Oh, okay, so for those of you who are like, James and Giselle, pray tell, what film... (laughs) do you speak of right now it's a movie that was released in 2005 it's a sci-fi original movie horror film called once again mansquito i'm just gonna let that title sink in for a moment as you listen to the dulcet tones of our voices (laughs) mansquito also i really want to put a pin down into the date of this movie which was 2005 2005. i watched it and i legitimately thought it came out next time so anyway let's so anyway I first discovered this movie. I think it was probably around 2005, maybe 2006. I saw it for the first time on the Sci-Fi Channel because I love Sci-Fi original movies. Back in the day, every Saturday night, Sci-Fi would premiere a new 
sci-fi original movie made for TV. And they were, and they're so much fun. And my uncle and I would always watch them together. You would have ice spiders, mega shark versus octopus, saber tooth. I could name so many more, (laughs) but for now we'll focus on Mansquito. But anyway, so we would watch these movies every week. And this was one of those movies, Mansquito. Something about this one just stuck in my mind. I think part of it's because the title is absurd and yet genius. I I watched the movie for the first time back then. Many years had passed, and I remember a couple years ago, I was talking with another friend of mine, and he's really into these kinds of movies as well, and he was looking for a new movie to watch, and out of all of the ones I've seen, this one somehow rose to the top of my brain and was the one that emerged as the one I suggested. And then I looked it up and discovered, oh my God, one can watch it for free on the YouTube. So guess what, guys? You can watch this movie for free on YouTube. You're welcome. You're welcome. So anyway, yeah. It's a a nice, tight hour and a half. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, just the way it should be. A good 90-minute movie. So now I have a question for you, James, because you guys, I I hope you're sitting down. James had only seen this movie the first time recently. He didn't know about Mansquito. I kept fucking up the title, too. I kept calling it Mosquito Man, and like I was turning it into a whole different... So, James, I have to know, as someone who was recently introduced to Mansquito, what was your reaction to it? Pretty terrible, but I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Such a sci-fi movie. Right? And, I mean, it is, like, really bad. Like, the acting is so terrible, and I loved it. Right? <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. Right? And honestly, that's part of the charm of these movies, because snarkiness aside, I sincerely love these movies, because I think there's a sincerity about them. I honestly prefer some of these sci-fi original movies over some of the highfalutin horror films that come out in theaters sometimes. There's an odd, earnest quality about them. The plot is always going to be just ridiculous enough. I'm always going, did they really? Yes, they did. Thank God. That was amazing. I honestly love these all of these movies from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> I was shocked. I, okay, so I was I, like... So I guess people probably or haven't watched this. Maybe a very quick rundown. I like IMDb's description of this movie: a scientist and her subject turns in turn into insects. They, that's, the- <laughs> that's all they put on IMDb. So for those of you who are listening but you haven't watched it yet, but you want to know a little more before you embark on your own journey, yeah, you let me. Yeah, let's let's sum it up. So it's a classic tale. I would say a throwback to creature features. Very much an homage to 1980s and before maybe like a Corman creature feature. So yes. you guys, you guys, there's a bad virus going around the city, and these scientists are doing everything they can to find a cure. And it's the, like the West Nile virus, but worse apparently. Yes, it's but being spread by mosquitoes. So, of course, our brave scientists, by the way, the main scientist is very hot, a very hot woman, because this is a sci-fi original movie. Giant lips. Beautiful woman. <laughs> the big, big lips. She's from the Mortal Kombat movies. Fun fact. That's where she's from. Thank you. <laughs> Musetta Vanna. Yeah, the movie is Jen. So anyway, we have our obscenely hot, brilliant scientists looking for a cure for this uber West Nile virus. Meanwhile, they're driving over a naughty criminal man from jail for them to test it on. But of course, chaos ensues. 
it all goes wrong. Very dun, wrong. Dun, dun. And it turns out he tries to escape. There's a big radiation blast, and he's covered with all these chemicals. And you and guys, mosquitoes. and mosquitoes. And you guys, you know what that happens when there's a mixture of electrical blast with insects. This is like basically an origin story for like a villain for Spider-Man. Yeah, this could have it's like, like, oh my god, yeah. It's like Sandman. It's like, oh, I accidentally stepped into this it's area like, where they're testing. It's Sandman, but instead of sand, it's mosquitoes. <laughs> there, therefore, we have our evil, naughty criminal man, whose name I can't remember. Right. His name was Ray, so I called him Ray Skeeto. Oh, I like that. Ray Skeeto. Let's just call him Ray Skeeto. We have Ray, after this accidental horrible event, he starts turning into Ray Skeeto. And I have to give this movie props. They use mostly practical effects. They actually had a large mosquito. Because he it's not like half man, half mosquito. He is literally a big mosquito walking around with the stinger coming out of his mouth. And I respect that. It reminded me a lot of like early Buffy, where it's like they're just having a creature... And they're like, okay, we're just going to carry this towards you because we have no animatronics. Ooh! And it was you great. Something behind him, like, controlling his arm. It was great. <laughs> so, yes, that is the origin for Mansquito. So that's how it starts. But then whilst Ray Skeeto was experiencing the beginning of his origin story, our incredibly obscenely hot, brilliant scientist, she gets a little bit of the chemical mosquitoes on her, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a little bit on her arm. Because, of course, since we have an obscenely hot, brilliant scientist, she, too, starts to turn into a woman skeeto. But her transformation is much slower because she's hot. Or a so gen skeeto, if you will. A gen skeeto. But her transformation... <laughs> her original name, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Ray Skeeto and Jen Skeeto. And of course, Ray Skeeto starts going on a killing spree because he's a criminal and a mosquito. Oh, yeah, but we have to tell everybody. Okay, so first of all, Ray was a killer before they they caught him. That's right. And he killed 12 people, and his MO was shooting them. Is that an interesting MO? <laughs> Wait, okay, we'll talk about it. But my favorite was when they finally... Okay, so Ray is like... He's a he's a creature now, sure. So he goes after to kill his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend, who by the way is terrible. She's an awful actress, and I loved every second. I of know it. it was classic horror movie, low budget acting, and I oh. love it. Okay, so there's okay, so she lies down on the couch, and Ray is this big monster. And she proceeds to not run away from him. At this point, Ray is still half human. See, she watches him ascend to full oh, man Skeeto. Oh my god, yes, that's right. Can we talk about the special effects of yes. turning yes. Ray Skeeto real? Because they are bonkers. Insane looking. It is terrible, and I loved it. It was terrible, <laughs> and by terrible we mean amazing. I mean, guys, it is the worst special effects I've ever seen, ever. I mean, I just don't understand, like, what's happened. Like, the transformation is jaggedy and weird, and I'm like, cut away from it. Cut away from it. But no, <laughs> but you know what? This is also just such a common trope in horror, especially if, there's, if it's a creature feature. So we have him transforming into full Mansquito. And yes. what does the woman do who's watching this happen? Does she run away? Oh. No. She just stands there going, oh, my God, Ray. Oh my god, doesn't move, and not even like, 
I'm, I'm paralyzed with fear. That I would have accepted. Instead, she slowly backs away and finds a couch and is like, oh, okay, I'll just lie down on this couch. Oh my God, Ray. Lies down. She's like going down. to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And then he, because they couldn't afford to have him run after her. Right. That's they didn't they have the, and, like, they didn't have the dollies for that. They're like, this is a small space. We have, what, two hours. So we have to film this motherfucker. Yeah. And you need to lie down on the couch and I think, like. That is something I love about these movies. The easily preventable deaths that aren't prevented. Oh, and also everyone, before this death happens, we have the ex-girlfriend coming back to her seedy apartment and her door has clearly been broken in. So stupid. A normal person, I would hope, if they notice that their lock has been completely destroyed, the door slightly ajar, run away, call the police, not go in and say, hello. Hi. Ray, did you escape from prison? (laughs) Ray. that shot again you want to try that in a different way the the suspension of disbelief in these movies has to be paramount but that is part (laughs) of the joy it's crazy so okay he like straddles her as she proceeds to lie down on the couch and then his little stinger comes out of his face because he's mosquito all of her blood out of her body yep that's how he kills now because he's the man mosquito because he's mosquito Oh, so we forgot to mention that um, Jen, our main character, the insanely hot scientist woman with the lips, um, has a boyfriend named Eric, who is a cop. I guess, or an investigator? He's he's like a detective. A detective. Thank you. That's the word. Later on, they come to the crime scene, and they're like, oh, well, less than gray. And okay, yes, like, when they get the, obviously, like, there's the instant connection that that's his ex-girlfriend and stuff. And they're like, oh, must have been Ray. Like, sucked all the blood out of her. <laughs> you know, you know, I appreciate the fact that our detective man immediately knows that it's Ray. And when push comes to shove, as the story progresses, he immediately recognizes it wasn't a man that did this. Something must have happened to Ray. Like, he immediately goes there. There's no denial. Let's give this guy some credit. He isn't bound down by the conventions of society. He automatically just goes there like, well, clearly something happened and something turned Ray into a, into an insect monster man. So, he, you know what? He's just a damn good detective. That's what I say. He's just that good job. And then I want to also talk about one of my favorite characters is introduced. Named, I know, this is random. Name is Charlie. Okay, so Charlie is... <laughs> Charlie is Aaron's partner. Yes. And I don't think a single line that Charlie said was said on set. I think they ADR'd every single line of his. It all sounds like it was record. It was done in a recording booth months later. Yeah. After the filming of this had been done. It is crazy to me. I don't think a single line he said. I was like, did this actor have an accent? What's happening? I couldn't understand that a single line. That is part of the magic of the sci-fi original <laughs> movie, James. So much happens. I love Charlie. Right. He's one of my favorites. Because I was like, every time he came in, I was like, oh, he's going to sound crazy. Because uh-huh. he's going to sound like a different space than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to mention yeah. the music at the beginning. Lot of drumming. For the drama. Some percussion going on. How does one set a scene, James? You know, <laughs> we, do n- we cannot only rely on visual storytelling. We must also rely on music to help us create an atmosphere, a feeling, if you will. Or the volume of your actors' voices that was drowned out by a lot of it. 
You use captions, guys. I mean, don't need them because it's a ridiculously easy film to follow. Like, oh, all right, sure. If you want to hear what they're saying, if you want to hear the magnificent dialogue, get them up. One of the many reasons why this is a personal favorite of mine is because of all the tropes that it has. Now, some that I've mentioned just now, or one of them is the insanely hot genius scientist who's only like, probably looks like 25, but she's an insanely hot genius scientist. Another trope I love, and they use it so much, is the fact that she and Ray Skeeto, they are now tied to each other. They can sense each other because they both of them had their DNA compromised. So guess what, guys? Because they are now the only two of their kind, they both now have this primal instinct. Wait for it. Wait for it. To mate. <laughs> to bone. To bone. <laughs> and I love that trope because it's used so many times in creature features. You always have the monster trying to get with the girl and they play it up in this one. It's very good. It's very ridiculous and I loved it. I have a quick nitpick that I thought was interesting. Okay. Only female mosquitoes suck blood. Well, he's a killer, James. He's, he was already an abnormal person. Therefore, he would be an abnormal mosquito. I was like, oh, I'm just saying. I just thought it was interesting. Cause the reason they suck blood is because they're, they're doing it for their babies. Is to mate with her, is she going to turn into a male mosquito? I don't know. Because it's the human hybrid. Perhaps that changes the ritual of the gender roles in mosquito society, James. I don't know. This is a whole new world we're diving into right now. (laughs) Also, I tried real hard to figure out what the name of the virus that was killing people was. Gooin virus? I just always called it the (laughs) uber-Nile virus. I like it. Uber-Nile. Like eight times, and I was like, "What's a gooin?" I've never caught it to this day. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times, and to this day, I'm like, "Yeah, the, the virus." And yeah, I was going to ask if you knew if it was a gooin. Oh, I wanted to say that I love the random red mosquito vision. When you see the world from the perspective of a half man, half mosquito, everything is red. It's just red. It's just red. How does he know he's sucking blood? <laughs> Maybe it's it's his uber smell. You know. Ah. Oh, okay. Another of my favorite parts was Aaron, who's like the guy who runs this, this science facility that Jen worked at. And mm-hmm. oh, okay. So Jen had this coworker, Liz. Yeah. Her name, and she gets killed by Ray before he's a mosquito. He shoots her. Yeah. So then Aaron is like, oh, oh, okay. So like all their like subjects are like destroyed or wrecked or whatever. So Aaron's like, we're gonna shut down because the funding is gone because you ruined everything. And he blames he blames Jen for it. Please <laughs> just correct me up. And she, <laughs> I'm so sorry. She comes to his office and just like starts to cry. Yeah. So she's you have the no morals scientist businessman who doesn't care. He's all about getting to that bottom line. So, of course, everything got compromised. It's all Jen's fault. Doesn't matter that her partner got killed and that there was a situation. We have the evil corporate man, and that was Aaron. Aaron. Corporate douche. Who's it, right? Dr. Erickson, I guess. Or Erickson. Who's her boyfriend? Who's her boyfriend? Is that oh. Aaron? I can't it's not like I've seen this movie a million times, you guys. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, her boyfriend is Thomas. Thomas. Lieutenant. Okay. Lieutenant Thomas Randall. 
Thomas. I totally missed that. Okay, so I guess her boyfriend name is Thomas. Thank yeah. you. I would also like to point out, everyone, that as James and I are, are discussing this, James has this notebook filled with <laughs> pages filled with notes. So if you hear the turning of the pages, that's him going through his notes and then that's looking. Very comprehensive, careful no. notes. I love it. I just want everyone to know that that is what is <laughs> happening as we record this. Very thoughtful. <laughs> Okay, so another trope that I always like in these kind of movies is like when the when somebody's changing into a monster or whatever, yes. they like their whole personality and little things change. Yes. So yes. her and her boyfriend Thomas are in a restaurant yes. and they're proceeding to order their dinner, and she goes, "I want to have steak raw." Oh yeah. And, I wanna, yeah. and she starts smelling the flowers. So obviously she's an evil mosquito monster woman now. Oh yeah, I know. Every time I love it when they when they're like, "Oh, what's that perfume you're wearing?" and he's like, "Oh, I haven't worn that perfume in like a week." Or it's like oh. someone across the restaurant who's wearing it. It's oh, like smell is always the first one they point out as far as there being a physical transformation. When she orders her steak and she's like, "Very rare, please," and it's like, "You guys, she's turning evil because she likes her steak rare." Because of the blood. Shh. <laughs> and then they just say, like, do, like, a close-up of her pouring, like, all this sugar into her coffee. It's, yeah. Like, like, Ace Ventura scene where she's just, like, yeah, pouring yeah. it, pouring it. It's oh, great. Oh, so this is when the music really hit me, though. The music yeah. is so overwhelming in this restaurant scene. I could not hear a fucking thing that they were saying to each other. Doesn't matter. <laughs> They were, like, talking about, like, stuff that was happening. And, like, I was trying to think it really doesn't matter, guys. But I was like, what? I would what? also like to point out that this romantic dinner happens literally within 12 hours of her science facility being broken into and ravaged and her friend getting murdered. And she's totally yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm happy because I'm having a romantic dinner. Oh, she's dinner. not really that happy, though. She's not happy. She's like... She's smelling flowers, so she's evil. And also, something you all have to look forward to when you inevitably watch this movie. All these events have transpired. And then, of course, she and her boyfriend are getting it on. And she's, like, super horny. That's another one. They always make them super horny. They have amazing smell. And then their sex drive goes from one to a bajillion. And her eyes, like, go all red. Yeah. So she and her boyfriend are getting it on. But then, of course, she starts getting, it starts getting a little too intense because, of course, sex is dangerous when you're turning into a monster. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. If you've been bitten by a radioactive insect (laughs) or a pig or, I don't know, whatever radioactive animal. And you will die. Yeah. You will have sex and you will get pregnant and you will die. Exactly. I love girls. Oh, me too. It's so good. <laughs> so good. So going back to transformation scene. So in these movies, the male transformation is dramatic. You see him literally turn into this animal. Now, a lot of times when the, it's the time for the lady to transform, this is what happens. And this movie also does this. Goes all in. Goes so. All in. She's in the bathroom and she realizes something's happening to me. So she rips off her shirt that wasn't even really buttoned in the first place. So there was no point to rip it off where we see her wearing matching underwear. She's wearing this like Victoria's Secret underwear and writhing around just like, oh, no. uh. But the best part, she doesn't even transform. She's just writhing around in her underwear. That's her quote unquote transformation scene. It's great. That's it. 
It's great. nothing happens. Nothing happens. I was like a wing to burst out of her back or something. Nope, but, like, but nothing happens. You know, she just rides around and goes, oh no, what's happening? Oh God, I'm going to cry again. I did want to mention during their awkward sex scene that. <laughs> yeah, it was so unnecessary. It was strangely choreographed and I was disappointed. But then she like bites him, but doesn't. So she bites him to the point where she draws blood, not like a little nibble nibble. <laughs> Like, actually, literal... not show any wound on him. And he had barely a reaction to it. I think most normal people would say, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my oh my god, why? And his phone rang at, like, the same time that, like, she bit him. So, like, he's like, oh, wait, sorry, honey. I have to take this. You know, shove and off. Like, sorry, honey, she just bit you. What's going on? And, like, of course, ask- he, like, slightly acknowledges it by touching his shoulder after he like puts on his shirt and goes off to do police stuff she runs into the bathroom and then spits out all this blood that she somehow obtained from him but not really so confused the script supervisor took a break that day (laughs) i don't know continuity was not their friend right right and then of course this moment immediately precedes her victoria's secret ripping shirt moment her boob she looked great. She looks fabulous. She looks fabulous. And then later in the movie, where she does eventually start to become more enveloped by this terrible disease, her skin turns a little green and she has to wear contacts. Yeah. That's it. Her eyebrows. She does lose her eyebrows. And she loses her eyebrows. That's, Which is not a, it wasn't a good look. I gotta be honest. It she wasn't a good look, but when you compare eyebrow loss and a green hue to the literal transformation into a mosquito, eh, a little anemic. Yeah. Just a smidge. I always love how in these movies, the lady transformation is so watered down compared to the male one because you guys, she's still gotta be hot. Still gotta have her TNA. Like, yeah. calm down. God forbid. Oh boy. It was a it was a trip. Oh, I wanted to say. Okay, so Ray gets a call during the sex scene. And so these homeless guys were attacked in the park, so Ray has to go and investigate what's happening because all of like all of their blood's been drained. Right. Isn't that bizarre? Aren't you just going, ooh? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, <laughs> so he runs off to the park to join his my favorite character, Charlie. Yes. And yes. <laughs> but he leaves Charlie behind. He like leaves him outside runs into this the old subway system question mark train system. yeah it's like a tunnel random well, tunnel for old, atmosphere they said a tra- it was an old train system without tracks there were no tracks anyway it's fine but oh so i love the part where ray is totally pulling a donald trump like a donald trump and, Hil- and the hillary and donald trump debates when he was like stalking behind her you know oh yeah so he's like Walking behind Tom and like you see and then we just see him. Like. Yeah, because Ray is drawn to her. And of course in this moment, I think any normal person would somehow be able to sense the presence of a seven foot tall fucking clanky mosquito that doesn't fly by the way. They couldn't afford that. <laughs> he's just being kind of like dragged around. I know, he's kind of just like derp. Be derpy, derpy, derpity, derpity. I'm a mosquito derp. It's just like that. Just like that. It's just like that, you guys. That was like. Oh my god! Thank you. I thought that too. Thank you. Because of course you have to have the monster preying on the woman. Because that's another trope. Yet another. They're in the cavern though, where he comes. Ray comes across Tom, and he does like this, like Donald Trump stalking, mm-hmm. and then. Tom tries to shoot him multiple times. Bullets do nothing. 
Then he hits him with a taser, and that hurts him. They never explain how the mosquito, the mosquito, is impervious to bullets. Nope. They never explain that he has a thick skin. Maybe it's something to do with the hybrid of an exoskeleton with the human DNA. They never explain that. It's just bullets don't do anything. Really? Uh, Because I'm pretty damn sure a bullet would hurt literally anything. I mean, a giant mosquito that was shot would be killed by a bullet. Yeah. Somehow combined with that human DNA, the only thing that can kill it is electricity. It was real weird. Although, you know what? Something just occurred to me. Perhaps he never flew for the same reason that birds can fly and bats can fly, but we can't fly. Maybe he was too big. Perhaps there was some thought. But he does fly at the end. Shut up. I I was very proud of that (laughs) reasoning. They they were... I think the... They got a last-minute donation from some producer, and they were like, oh, yeah, we can make him fly in the scene. CGI. Not well. They literally just look like they just pulled him up and his wings are going like that. Like it's like flat. they just literally had some guys on the side pulling, using a lever, oh, using oh. the pulley system, simple machine, using those simple machines we learned about in middle school to make him go <laughs> in the air and be like, ah, derp, 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 Oh, okay. And then, okay. So then we cut back to Jen. Thomas is fine. It's just, he gets his ass kicked a little bit, but he's fine. Oh, oh, but he runs out and he tells Charlie that they now have to find this giant mosquito. Yeah. And Charlie, in his 80-yard voice, is all on board. Yes. He's on board. Yes. He's very little. Of course, Jen has been hiding her affliction from Thomas. She has been hiding it the best she can. But then it finally gets to the point where she cannot anymore because the bloodlust is taking over. Her Oscar baiting scene. Oh, yeah. She's in a hospital bed. She faints so many times in this damn movie. She's always... So I want to talk about, before we're in the hospital scene, I want to talk about her going to her lab and finding out her blood is mutating and her (laughs) proceeding to, quote-unquote, trash her lab. I want to call it underacting. I want to call it, like, I want her to create a whole new form of acting where it's like, you do the least amount of work possible. Maybe she already got paid, so she figured, I don't have to try. And if that was her mentality, I respect that. You know what? Get yours, girl. Yeah, but dude, respect. All the directors were like, okay, push lab stuff around. Don't break anything, and don't raise your voice too much. Right. <laughs> Let's calm down. Let's calm down. I mean, come on. Are, are we not maybe even overreacting? Yeah. Can we just have a moment of, like, relaxed anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the moment where she realizes, oh, no. God. That sounds exactly like that. It does. Sounds, oh, Thank no. you. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah. And then shove, shove, shove. Just deadpan. Following that, does the mosquito? he shows up in that scene, right, to come and claim yeah, the prize. And he looks at her, and then he just kind of, like, waddles off. Because he's waiting for her to make the full transformation, remember? That's right. Because That's right. he can't bone her until she's full woman mosquito. That's right. I think they were really confused about how mosquito sex would work with humans. And they're like, let's just not talk about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, uh, he's waiting for her to transform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, this is maybe the fourth or fifth time she's fainted in the movie, because that's all her character does is cry, has relaxed anxiety, and faints. That's that. And coffee with lots of sugar. Yes. So, of course, she faints. Her boyfriend shows up. Cut to her in the hospital. And that's when she finally confesses to him, Thomas, I'm so sorry. I'd, I mean, a little bit of the, the, the blue chemical juice, whatever the fuck I called it, got on me. And I've been trying to hide it from you, but I can't anymore. 
It's really cool. And then she, like, randomly says to him, so, okay, so they both know about Ray now at this point. And she goes, she randomly goes, he's more a mosquito than that now. And I was like, how do you know that? (laughs) It's such a ridiculous, when that's saying something, because has he not for the past four days been more, I mean, a literal mosquito, just big? Yeah, exactly. Like, is it more now? Yeah, more more than before when he was murdering homeless people and sucking their blood. More than that. What's the barometer of, like, mosquito-ness? Yeah, seriously, on the scale of murderous criminal Ray to full mosquito, where... where, What's the... yeah. The, so anyway, that was an interesting line. Yeah, it's then, great. It's because it's and it's very dramatic. You very, very. And then she says, "Mosquitoes want two things: to mate, to feed." So then she talks about how he's going to like bone the fuck out of her. And of course, they're trying to pump her full of blood for a blood transfusion. And of course, he can just sense her. So he's pretty much Ray Skeeto's been following her this whole time because he's waiting for her to transform so he can finally get rid of his mosquito boner, I guess. I don't know. Because if he doesn't, apparently he will die. Is that the rule? I think there's a line in the movie where she's like, if he doesn't, he will die. Wow. That's intense. I think. I'll be honest, this isn't a movie no, where... I believe it. Because okay. he is he has a goal. He is a Capricorn. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's got to get it on. So, since the power of boners is real here, he it's, goes to the hospital. Yeah. And I guess they find out that he's there. Oh, okay. So one of the guards gets killed. I think so, yeah. They find out that he's here. So, and then, so Tom says, you know, to one of the random police officers that's protecting her that he needs Oh, we need to bring enough AP rounds for everybody. Everybody here. Because it's really weird. Caught you off guard. And then the, the other guy goes, armor piercing. <laughs> so everybody in the audience knows what Just in case you were unclear. Armor piercing, question mark. They wanted to drive that point. That is the power of dialogue. Right there. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to flag that Charlie's in yard again. But then Jen goes, he's here! And has the most emotion that she's shown in the entire fucking movie. Yep. Great. Maybe that was the first day they decided to film, so she used it all then. Then after that, it's like, all right, guys, that was it. You used it all up. And once, once That's it. I already got paid. I have to be in my underwear for a bunch of scenes. That's as much emotion as you're getting from me. Respect. Job done. Yep. Check. The check is in the mail. Oh, so, okay, so there's this part where the SWAT guy <laughs> gets thrown out the window. Oh, yeah! And lands, and nobody reacts to it. And I laughed for a good two minutes. <laughs> I literally had to pause it. Just yeah. myself. The funniest thing I've ever seen. Just to paint this picture clearly, he doesn't just fall out of a first-story window. He falls out of a third-story window, bounces on the hospital entrance awning, and then lands on the... Right behind Tom and this other guard. Yeah, right behind three people, and then lands with a bunch of glass. I think one of them doesn't even turn their head, and two of them just kind of casually look around, and they're like, oh, we should go inside. I don't think they timed it properly. I think Tom was still finishing a line that he was supposed to finish. Oh, yeah! So someone, and it was probably like the one take they had because of all the glass they would have to show. It was like, all right, one and done. Okay, that's as good as it's going to get. Moving on, moving on. Literally almost lost my mind. And then, so, okay, so there's like no reaction to it. Right, so, right. But like one of the guys, the guard, runs over to him, 
while Tom just like pieces out and runs into the building. Yeah, not even, oh shit, I need to go inside. Like, I'll go inside. Okay. Yes, it's uh, an armor piercing gun. Armor piercing. Armor piercing. And I guess Charlie's inside protecting her or whatever. Oh, I wanted to talk about, okay, so there's a bunch of hospital cops that are running around trying to kill Grace Guido, mm-hmm. but there's this part where one of them gets half his head cut off and he lands and it's so clearly a dummy. Yes. It's, it's perfect. It's amazing. Also didn't laugh at it for a good two minutes like I did. So good. Great. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I also like the part where Ray Skeeto steps on another cop's head. Because he also just doesn't have time for it. Right. He needs to pull again. She needs to transform, and they need to get it on Bow Chicka Wow Wow. Yeah. I mean, is this not a commentary on the need to bone and the lengths to which some people go to to get laid? I mean, aren't men the worst? <laughs> I, just had, I just had an epiphany. Hear me out. Uh-oh. Perhaps this movie is a commentary on what happens when you just can't accept that it's not going to happen and when you try too hard to make it happen. No, Skeeto. No, Skeeto. No, Skeeto. So maybe maybe the writers of this movie, they knew what they were doing. One could argue that this is the moral of this story. The secondary moral being this is what happens when you test things on criminals. Moral is they had no fucking clue what they were doing. Okay, then Charlie dies. (laughs) (laughs) And also proceeds to shoot himself in the foot. So Charlie shoots his gun and literally shoots his own foot. And they have a close-up of his foot getting shot. This moment serves literally no purpose. Poor Charlie. Disrespected to the very end. Such a terrible way to go. You're getting eaten by a monster and you literally shoot yourself in the foot. Clumsy ass. Just the best. Okay, so then she, like, how does she get away from him? Or she runs, I guess, by him when she when he's killing Charlie? After this, she runs away because she realizes he he's following her. Right. And I think at this point, they, like, run into, like, this underground alleyway where there's a bunch of scaffolding and construction happening. So there's wires and cords. Oh, wait, 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 but hold on. Because you forgot, like, the... Remember, Tom gets... Okay, so Jen runs away. She steals a cop car. And then Tom proceeds to blow up the hospital. <laughs> and he's fine. Tom is fine. Right. But assume that... Grace Guido is dead. He's like blown up. That's but then right. Tom is on a mission to try to find Jen. But I guess Grace Guido pops back up. He's alive. Because he cannot be killed by bullets or fire, apparently. <laughs> apparently, when you make that mosquito skin bigger, it just makes you practically invincible. I mean, I don't But then, oh, then we get a real good look at Jen and what she looks like now. <sighs> She's looking the roughest she has. I mean, not a lot, it- but it's just. Like, we know that things are not going well for Jen, our yeah. super hot, brilliant scientist. She has red eyes, just like mosquitoes, question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, sure, what? yeah. Okay, now we're back to the talking about the cure for this virus. So before she goes to the scaffolding construction area that I mentioned, she goes back to the lab where everything started. Because let's not forget that the West Nile Uber virus thing is killing everyone. Her last noble act... Before she kills herself. Before she kills herself. Is to release these genetically altered mosquitoes into the world. The moment she does this, she literally goes next to a big light on the side of a building. I'm thinking if you release the bugs close to a light, they're going to stick next to the light the whole night. Then that was me being nitpickety. It's like... That's you nitpicking. 
That's crazy. I like that, though. That's true. Because I was like, they're not going to go to people. They're just going to be like, ooh, pretty light. Ooh, pretty light. And then they're going to find the next pretty light on the building instead of, you know, actually releasing them to the world. So, okay, so I guess the explosion weakened Ray Skeeto because now bullets seem to hurt him a little bit. And then I had a question about this weird supersonic scream that Jen does to get his attention. Oh, that's for- right! Yeah! <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm like, is that a thing that mosquitoes do? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, with all the science that this film has going for it. Because at this point, it's Jen Thomas and Ray Skeeto. And she knows what she's about to do, and she knows that she has to take Ray Skeeto down with her. So, now that she's at this more evolved stage of her transformation, she uses this ridiculous, high-pitched... And then, because that is, I guess, the mating call of the hybrid mosquito people, Ray appears. Thomas catches on and realizes, oh no, my woman is about to sacrifice herself. So, of course, you have the obligatory conversation of, no, Jen, no, we'll find a cure. You don't have to do this. No, Thomas, it's what I have to do. I must. Right, delivery. That's that's about the same. Oh my God, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. I was really. You're not getting out of the park with these uh, impersonations. Oh my god, I worked so hard on that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh no! Oh, God. So, always in every film like this, when someone has to sacrifice himself, there's always that moment, and we got to have that trope, too, you guys. So then, like, she grabs his leg and has an electric cable in her other arm, and then slams it into a steel rod, and then they both electrocute, but they both don't electrocute, there's no electricity, and they both die. Yeah. I was like, is Jet dead? Oh, I guess she's dead. Yeah, I don't think they know how electrocution works. But it was so noble. She grabs onto him. He's damaged? Yeah. So, of course, in his little brain, he's probably like, oh, my God, how are you still a person? I turn into a mosquito in, like, five minutes, and you're still, like, a human woman. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you still kind of hot, and I still, and I look like this. Oh, my God. So, she grabs this cable that should not be working under any circumstance, but it is, and touches this metal rod with it? And somehow that creates electricity. So by doing this, she kills herself whilst also killing Ray Skeeto. Also, like, she remains standing up. Weird shot. Because they have the shot of Thomas looking and acknowledging. them dead. Yeah, seeing that they're dead. So then we cut away to Tom writing, I guess, some sort of this detective wrapping up for... The epilogue of the movie, if you will. But also, like, you know, for, like, like, his whole piece basically for all the filing police yeah. work she gave her life for all of us oh yeah oh, no. she saved us the most poetic sounding police report i'm sure that they've ever I'm sure, I'm sure the person who had to read it after him is probably like the fuck thomas this is not necessary <laughs> piece of shit what the fuck is this like this doesn't say anything about what actually happened and it's in the background we hear on the news that mysteriously the Uber Nile virus, it's just going away. Bugs were good yeah. job, guys. She saved us all. She saved everyone. Poor, lifeless, non-emotive Tom. Anyway, that was my last note. Sad. It's great. I would like to reiterate, you can watch this for free on YouTube. Just just, yes. just look up. 
do because it, I think it's worth, especially if it's, since it's free, it's definitely worth checking out. It is. Ridiculous. I would like to make it known. I have recommended this movie to so many people. This is one of my go-to recommendations. And I wow. have yet to have a person that has responded back to me and said, what the fuck? Instead, it is a resounding and unanimous, that was amazing. Certainly an experience. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but I would say it's a fucking experience. And I would love for everyone to watch it because it is worth it. Giselle, yes. how many mis- do you give this? Just mosquitoes, not man. Are you gonna do mosquitoes? Hell yeah, I'm gonna do mosquitoes. All night long. All night long, because the power of boners <laughs> for mosquitoes is real. So gross. I know, it's so gross. So how many mosquito boners do you give this? Okay, so mosquito boners. Yes. I would give it a strong 1.75. Out of five mosquitoes. Boners. Boners, thank you. Sorry, I forgot oh, that little detail. That's really disgusting, mentally. I know, uh, right? Yeah, I'd probably give this like a 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> Mosquito boners. I mean, guys, it's, I mean, on a scale of like a legitimately good movie, this is not a legitimately good movie, but it's fucking a laugh riot. And if you watch the part where the cop falls out the window. And no one reacts. You'll get a kick out of it. It's yeah. great. And it's the part where you can't hear them speak over the sound of the music in the restaurant. Awesome. And another joy of watching this is since it was made for television in the 2000s, aspect ratio, you get those nice little black bars on either side. I can't. Okay, so this was a $5 million budget for this movie. The power of a budget. <laughs> and that's what you got from $5 million. I just, I'm like, where? I think Where's a lot of it was, done? honestly, I imagine a lot of it was spent creating that huge mosquito and probably the animatronics that were involved and the people with the pulleys and the dollies. Like, yeah. like how- let's use the term animatronics loosely. Like, let's calm down. <laughs> Puppeteering? <laughs> let's be light about that. <laughs> let's, let's but- not I think probably a lot of it went to the creation of the, the Mosquito Man. CGI special effect thing that they did with him in that apartment with his awful ex-girlfriend. And also renting out spaces, because spaces are expensive to rent out. That's true, that's true. See, all these things yeah. add up. A lot of people are always shocked as to how much money it truly takes to make yeah. a movie. The one special effect that I thought was pretty okay, I mean, besides the mosquito itself, like, the monster looked all right until it started, like, they tried to move it and stuff. But the part that where his arm transforms into, like, the mosquito arm. That that looked legit. I was like, oh, that kind of stands the test of time a little bit. Yeah. In all sincerity, that was a legit moment, especially considering it was a made-for-TV movie in the mid-2000s. Like I was saying in the beginning of the podcast, I do appreciate the fact that they use mostly practical effects for this. Like, even if it does look a little hokey here and there, like you were saying when they were trying to move them around, I still, hands down, prefer that over some CGI mess. And that's another reason why I sincerely love these movies, especially the ones from the 2000s, because they typically employ practical effects and as someone who loves all those horror movies from the 1950s and the 1960s like the sci-fi original movies because they have that heart and that look of those early creature feature alien mutated animal flicks and i'm all about it totally yeah. nope, i got a, I, I had a i had a kick watching this I good 
So continuing our streak of questionable films, I don't know. Of amazing films that everyone should see. Everyone should watch and enjoy. Yeah. We're going to be watching The Covenant next, which I've never seen. Self-suggestion, which I'm very excited about. I suggested The Covenant. We'll hear more about it next time. So everyone, you have that to look forward to. If you yeah, are... watch it, and then we can ta- all talk about it. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, it's totally on Netflix. I mean, I own it, but yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> anyway, so everyone, thank you again so much for listening. Please watch Mansquito. You will thank yourself and let us know how you felt about the scene where the cop fell out of the third story window <laughs> to no one reacting to it <laughs> at all. Oh, please rate and review and tell your friends. Everyone, thank you so much. And we thank will you. catch you next time. Bye.